We have a beautiful German word for creativity. It's Schopfen. It means to take water up with a bucket out of the well. That's how it really feels to be creative. You have to say, now how do I feel or think myself? And then you have to go deep, deep in a depression and go in a well and pull out the water from the depths. Welcome to The Mirror. I'm Justin Reed and this week I want to talk about the idea of emotion and the subconscious as it pertains to coming up with ideas and art creation. And it's funny, like it's a little bit meta for me to do this episode because I've had a few ideas in the works for a few weeks now and they're quite well fleshed out, at least some of them, a few of them are you know, very early stage or just purely a, a few sentences at this point. Um, but I had sort of a, an experience earlier today where something just popped into my mind subconsciously and it inspired me so much that I ended up writing uh, an essay, which I've written about 14, 1500 words on so far to make into an essay film, which will probably end up being about 15 to 20 minutes, something like that. And it's, it's just really funny how you can spend a lot of time thinking about ideas or, you know, specific things take your fancy and then you just have these moments where ideas just occur to you where something just pops up and, you know, sometimes it's fleeting and, and you sort of don't really think it's worth keeping. But then sometimes the idea is just so pervasive that it just creates something within you. And I thought it was really fascinating because... I like to write a lot, but the things that I write are usually just sort of stream of consciousness feelings in journals or dot point ideas in like a note taking app. Like I use Notion and I, you know, whenever I have an idea for an episode of this or a video or some kind of project, it goes there. And it's rare that I will flesh out something more than, you know, a few sentences or a few paragraphs before I move on to the next idea. And it's great to to catalog things in that way but I just think you know when a moment like this happens when you have an idea and it's sort of something that you planted the seed of a long time ago in the case of myself it was probably about a year ago I sort of had a concept to write around this topic and I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about it as the episode progresses Uh, but for me to sit down and to write you know this amount of words 1500 words and spend an hour an hour and a half like just sitting there and really going for it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really surprising. And, and, and that made me reflect about like how the idea came and how it sort of all came together. And I realized that it's something that's sort of been in the background. Like I've written down the concept for the idea and the concept is that I really wanted to write and produce a video essay about Kanye West's albums, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus and how uh, I I sort of won't go into it too much here, but just sort of like talking about them and their cultural relevance uh, at the time they came out, but also the moment that we're living in right now. And that was just sort of a, a, a throwaway thought at one point. I thought, yeah, that would be cool. But being honest with myself, like that's not really a format, like it would take 
a lot of writing and I just didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon. And then today, you know, I, I kind of cleared some mental blocks in my life as it pertains to work. You know, I've been talking about how I'm looking at transitioning to a different line of um, a career to make my income and, and keeping my filmmaking as an art form. And I'm starting to, you know, wind down that process. I'm starting to finalize the range of work that I have on with clients and getting towards the end of that has been a little bit stressful and, uh, you know, hard to, hard to finish purely for the fact of like, now that I know it's not exactly what I want to do, it's sort of hard to bring myself to do it. And, you know, it's nearing a a time of the year when, when things sort of wind down anyway, at least when I'm recording this, likely not when you're hearing it. And I just, uh, I don't know, I overcame a few sort of mental barriers. I finished a couple of projects or at least they're close to finishing. And I think it just made a bit of space in my, in my, you know, conscious brain to let the subconscious seep back in. And it's, it's one of those, like I had the idea in one of those places that you often have ideas, which was in the shower this morning. And it's interesting that it's like these liminal spaces like the shower or when you're driving or for me as well back in the day when I used to take public transport to go to university you know I'd be sitting on buses for an hour to an hour and a half at a time and I would just have this time to sit with myself and often back then I would be reading books Uh, but it was before like really the internet was as much a part of my life as uh, it is now and I didn't really think to spend all that time on you know, social media or something like that. So my, my subconscious was allowed to sort of come to the forefront when I'm just sort of sitting there staring out a window or, you know, listening to music that I've listened to before. And yeah, I just thought it was like really fascinating that the day after I, I, I overcame some mental blocks that the subconscious ideas came out of me in such a productive way in a way that I didn't expect and so I just wanted to talk about that and I guess some of the ways that I well some of the things that I feel like are really important to creating art and and I guess like I don't want to say like generating ideas because I don't really think that you can sort of sit there and push ideas out I just think they come organically and I think they don't always come all the time so you know you really need to um let them come and be open to them. And I guess that's where I was this morning. Like I was just more, had more of an open mind and the ideas came and it was a, you know, really prolific session of of writing. And I, I don't know if that will come again, but I think it's important that you, yeah, don't try and force it because that's kind of, well, one way that you can get to that idea of burnout, but also get to, um, you know, just kind of creating ideas for the sake of it. And I, I think it's once again, a little bit meta because, you know, because as I said at the top of the episode, you know, I've had a, a bunch of ideas I've been generating for, um, you know, for the podcast lately. And some of them I've been fairly interested in, but this one literally just occurred to me because of the, you know, the process of what happened today. And I find that it's funny that the sort of the more I plan an episode of this or the more I sort of explore it often the uh the less I feel I have room to explain it 
because I just the way I work, I need a certain amount of flexibility and that's mirrored in, you know, coming up with ideas and that's mirrored in the idea of um, letting your subconscious speak to you. And I just think it's like really important to embrace that and to be in touch with that. You know, firstly, that you can just sort of let ideas come. You can let time pass. You can journal and reflect on your thoughts and not not always approach everything pragmatically but that also that when you are actually creating the art yourself you're not overthinking it you're not sort of like being too technical or being too pragmatic in the approach and and I think it's really funny that you know sort of the push and pull that I've experienced with commercial filmmaking um, over the years and like one of the biggest (laughs) ironies that I've experienced is that often you know you kind of hear an idea from a client and then you it's your job to expand upon that and bring it into reality and kind of shape it in a way that actually works from a commercial filmmaking standpoint, you know, because they might think it might not be able to conceive of things like uh, narrative structure and, and, you know, shot to shot editing and scene to scene editing, how things will fit together or whether like, you know, just an idea is even worthwhile doing in the first place. And I often find that when you give up a sense of authority when when you're working with a client and you kind of let them run the show nine times out of ten it probably ends up in a way that they don't really like because you're kind of excluding your expertise and like understanding and knowledge of the art form and you're also ignoring that sort of gut feeling inside yourself and I've had literal experiences where I've edited a commercial I've sent it to a client and as I'm editing it I'm thinking Uh, they asked me to put this shot in but I just feel like it doesn't fit and I have another shot that I feel like would work and my everything inside of me is telling me to swap out their idea and put in my idea and it will be much better and you know what I feel like they might even tell me that they don't like the shot that I included even though it was their idea and they think I should swap it out for something else but hey I'm just gonna overthink it a bit and I'm just gonna do what they told me rather than going off that instinct and emotional you know resonance I send it to them their reply is yeah look it's great but can you take out that shot I know I had the idea but I don't think it works very well do you have something else and I kick myself because it's happened more times than one uh more times uh than yeah just one time and it's really funny that you know I didn't I didn't listen to my instinct I didn't listen to my subconscious I tried to approach it pragmatically and it kind of uh you know, it, it kind of didn't work out for me. I mean, it's not the biggest deal. The example I just explained is not, um, you know, it's not like life or death or anything like that, but there is some sort of sweet satisfaction when everything aligns, when your, your idea and their idea and your feeling and your actual way to approach it aligns in the final product. And you take, you know, that creative leeway that you know is what will make the project succeed and you just stick to that and go with your gut and they see it and they just go, yep, that is right. Like they, they don't even refer to the fact that there was another shot or another way to do it. I mean, it doesn't work all the time, but the fact that there has been more than one occasion that that has happened, I think is really fascinating and worth knowing. And as I said, um, worth being able to engage with your subconscious. And I think like it, it sounds like, you know, it sounds uh, easier said than done, I guess, to do that. But I mean, if you think about art, 
and even we can even uh, count you know any hyper commercialized art in this um this way as well unless it's just sort of like pure aesthetics and doesn't have any value uh, emotionally or, or subconsciously um and my apologies if i kind of stumble over my words a little bit in this episode it's a it's a concept that like i said is like really fresh to me but it feels like something that i need to get out uh, while i'm thinking of it and i guess like a good launching point for me is cinema you know cinema is the art form that i specialize in and i think more than anything else it's an art form based around feeling and that concept that idea is something that so many filmmakers get wrong is they approach things from purely aesthetic perspectives which often is from a pragmatic standpoint or um you know a great example would be a series like the the current lineup of disney star wars films and tv series as as well as you know the the marvel series like they are sort of pragmatically being put together like include this character here include this easter egg here have this call back to another character here and that will sort of like light up people's pleasure centers when they watch it but it's it's not sort of that like deep connection and i think people do know that it's not sort of engaging them on a subconscious level that it is sort of i guess like the best word for it is pandering in a way and i think audiences uh deserve more credit audiences deserve a chance to engage with more meaningful and uh you know deeper works of art and it's like i said it's something that so many filmmakers get wrong and i think it's really important that you fight with that pragmatist inside of you and now i'm not going to talk about commercials per se now but it it still will apply to them if you are someone who is creating commercial filmmaking or some kind of commercial art form you've got to fight with that pragmatist and kind of really be aware of it and know when to employ it and when to hold it back and some great examples of when to you know hold it back are when you're you know finding and selecting music for your films when you're editing selecting shots and also editing scenes and like you know some sometimes you might or or quite often actually you'll have a, a script or a storyboard or some kind of treatment that you're working from and you'll really want to stick to that you'll really want to follow the letter of what either yourself or someone else has designed for you and you know kind of said this is how it's going to play out but you always have to take them with a little bit of with it with a grain of salt because you know things change in the process things change in the filming things change with lighting things change within the editing and when you are making those decisions when you are you know coming to the moment of cutting it together and editing i guess is where really the feeling comes into it you should be basing it off that instinct that voice inside of you that makes you feel like this should play out for this amount of time whether it's shorter whether it's longer let that feeling you know just grow inside you let it let it drive you as you're making those decisions and be able to step back from you know see the forest for the trees like you may think that a scene is working really well in a longer piece but then you need to go back and look at it from the perspective of the whole movie and you might realize oh i can't really or or maybe you can but you you'll know like you'll know inside yourself like that you you can't make something work with how it is or something needs to be added or something needs to be taken away 
or just the pacing needs to be changed because otherwise you end up sort of you know listening to this pragmatic voice or maybe it maybe it's someone else's voice and you end up with something that you're not happy with and that the audience isn't happy with and i think it's more often than not that people are kind of like watching things and it's just leaving no impression upon them because there's no human behind it you know like there's no there's no humanity no feeling and emotion behind it and that's what drives art in the first place you know that's what that's what great art is built upon great art transcends time and space in not only the making of it but the experience of it and i think that is what the universal like connective power of art is that you know when you're experiencing it when you're feeling it that you you are uh, you're lost within it you know you are uh, entranced by it you're enamored by it maybe you're disgusted by it but you feel it in some total way some in some encompassing way and I think that when you're creating your art you should start from that place you know you should let it come to you and you should let yourself take the time and that's a big one I've been beating on in the other episodes and will continue to do so because I'm really glad that you know I've let things play out over time because if I just you know if I just gave up on an idea because I didn't have it fleshed out immediately or if I you know tried to force myself to create it as soon as I had it it's probably going to end up not being the best version of what it could be because some things just do take time and that's the case of the essay that I wrote this morning but it's not finished you know it's not uh it's not finalized. I still need to spend time fleshing it out and then I'll need to clean it up. But I'm really excited about that because, yeah, I can't remember the last time that I wrote something like that that wasn't just sort of like smashing something out as an immediate reaction and then then just putting it out into the world. And, you know, again, that's sort of the commercial mindset, the social media mindset of just like having to share everything straight away. Um but I, I like that I now have this like amazing, you know, probably two thirds of a work that's there that I've written something and I've engaged a skill that I had forgotten that I even, you know, was particularly good at. And maybe it's just because I've been journaling more and, and that action of writing and writing and writing um, allows you to express ideas easier. Uh, but I also, yeah, just think that it's like creating a space for yourself where you can have ideas and, you know, existing in liminal spaces. And sometimes it's going for a drive or a walk and just not having your phone with you, not having any stimulus with you. Um, yeah, being in the shower can be a great one. But it, it's funny because you kind of can't, you kind of can't like, I guess, you kind of can't like make it happen. But I think there's ways that, you can engage your subconscious more and allow yourself to, uh, you know, retrieve ideas easier or that they will probably come more often because they're always there and sometimes they're dreams, you know, sometimes they're just fleeting thoughts. Um, sometimes it's a drunken thought. Sometimes it's something you write down on your phone when you're really drunk. You don't remember even writing it, but you read it and it, it sits with you in a way that you didn't realize you felt. And I guess it's just putting yourself in a situation where that's possible. Um, I guess the caveat is that like, you know, as neoliberal subjects like we are, that we become so aware of time passing, you know, 
we're always feeling like time is running out because I mean, everything is based around our, our labor and spending our time working. So we're always thinking like, okay, well, you know, if I'm only going to have a few hours in the evening to unwind, like I should do something that brings me pleasure and the easiest way to bring yourself pleasure in the short term is just to consume something. And that, you know, means that you're not allowing your subconscious to, um, grow, uh, to, uh, not grow, but like to come to the forefront, you know, to allow those ideas that are there somewhere that from you bouncing into things in everyday life and rubbing up against the world and like experiencing all that it has to offer, things are formulating within you that I think most people, you know, have something they want to express in some format. And it's really challenging to do that if you're constantly either engaged with drudgery, you know, mindless work, and then completely filling up all your time with entertainment. Or, you know, if you only have a couple days or one day off in a week, um, it can be really difficult. And I understand that. But there are some simple ways that I've found have been helping me. And, you know, it's almost a revelation to feel it this morning. And I don't, I don't expect it will continue. I don't expect that the same thing will happen tomorrow, that every single day I'll be doing that. But I feel like it can become a more common practice. And, and one of the reasons I feel like that is because I watched this amazing documentary about David Lynch called David Lynch, The Art Life. And he's a film director for anyone who hasn't, um, for anyone who hasn't seen his work, I would highly recommend it. You can probably start with Blue Velvet. And then if you really want to see like some long form, fascinating stuff, like the original Twin Peaks series, the Fire Walk With Me film, and then the new series are all amazing in their own ways. But he, he lives by a philosophy that he meditates twice a day at least once a day, if not twice a day. And he meditates using a method called transcendental meditation. Um, it's a form of meditation. It doesn't have to be the only one that you do, but I know that for him spending that time, you know, blocking out, um, the rest of the, the crazy goings on of the world and just allowing him to sit with his subconscious and almost access it is one of the most powerful ways that he, you know, finds his ideas that he's able to express them. He refers to it as fishing. The ideas are there and you just have to try and catch them. And by meditating, you know, he is giving himself more subconscious opportunities to catch them. And then he's, you know, I guess fortunate enough that he's worked a hard career and he's always been so dedicated to what he wanted to do that he spends his day either painting or writing or building things in his workshop and Honestly, you should watch the documentary, David Lynch, The Art Life, because it is, uh, I guess, the perfect encapsulation of how I see myself wanting to live my life um, with more discipline and, you know, a, a greater ability to be able to just like follow that subconscious desire. And, and I guess, as I was talking about in the last episode, you know, like have that freedom that comes from having a disciplined way of life and part of his discipline is, you know, his rituals, his morning coffee and cigarettes, and then his meditation. And that's the sort of foundation from which he builds everything else on top of. He's a fascinating man. He's got some amazing ideas. And um, there's plenty of YouTube videos as well of like interviews with him. And he did an amazing chat at the uh, Quagoma, uh, the Queensland 
art gallery and gallery of modern art i think it was like 2005 or 2007 or something like that runs for about an hour it's on youtube just search um david lynch g-o-m-a goma and yeah that's also really worth a listen but his his work is so unique and you know people dub it uh, lynchian like he's basically got his own sort of subgenre of style of film uh that he actually hates for it to be called he, he he doesn't really think of things in those terms but you know his his work is unique enough that people think of it in that way and i think it is because he's someone who's always believed that you know you should listen to the feeling inside of you you should do things your way and you should in his own words you know never give up final cut of a film you should always have the the final say of it and when you're creating your own art you know not commercials for other people but when you're creating something for yourself that you truly want to see in the world and and express and think is worth putting out there in some way or at least just getting out of you onto a canvas or you know onto a, a a roll of film it's very important that you know you're able to follow that feeling follow where your subconscious is leading you and your your instincts and and your feelings and let them create that that kind of work that sits right with you and when you are in that that space where you're creating and it's feeling right and sort of everything is aligning and it's it's really hard to quantify this but i think the best description of it that i've heard is that idea of flow you know the uh i think he's hungarian um psychologist or philosopher mihai chiksamahai he coined the term flow which you know is the idea of you being completely absorbed in the process of something and i think another way you can look at that is like giving yourself over to your subconscious and i think it's it's replicated in those times where you know we are in those liminal spaces like you know you're in the shower or you're driving your car or you're sitting on public transport like it's almost ritualistic in a way because you've done it so many times and it's this place you go where the stimulus is often um, not quite in your face and you have to focus on something you know you have to focus on the task at hand but because you've done it so much and there is such a repetition of how it feels to be in the shower to be in your car to drive somewhere to sit on public transport the time kind of melts away you dissociate in in a way where you're you know you're almost like um on autopilot able to do these things so your mind can wander and that's when like these amazing ideas come from and i think it's really fascinating i'm sure there's probably plenty of research into these things but i've always found that my best ideas come when I'm in the shower and when I'm, you know, driving in a car and especially when I don't have other, you know, forms of stimulus going off, like not listening to music from a speaker in the shower or something like that, um, you know, and, and it's, it's rare that I think I would be in a car and I wouldn't be listening to something. But the moments where I do, ideas just come like it's crazy. It just it's almost like turning well, you turn off the tap of uh, stimulation and then the ideas just come from there and again I can't explain it but I just think it's like a really powerful thing and I think it's worth you know thinking in your own life where are the the times and the moments where ideas come for me you know where is it coming from is it coming from me scrolling through a social media and seeing lots of the same kind of uh, 
you know, videos or graphic um, material that people are posting there. And I'm just thinking, well, maybe I should make something similar to that. Or is it coming from some unknown place within you that at a moment where, you know, you're completely caught off guard, you weren't thinking about what idea you should be doing and what you need to do for the day. And it's just, it just comes to you. And I think it's worth making a note of like, okay, these are the places and the times when that has happened before. Like I can remember some key ones. I can remember it was three in the morning in the lead up to my final uh, art exhibition when I was at university. And I had all these ideas floating around in my head around like sustainability. And I was interested in graphic design and I was also interested in sort of architecture and, and things like that. And like, I'd, I'd been to some museums overseas. Like I went to this contemporary art museum in France, the Centre Pompidou. And I saw like these almost like beehive shaped structures, but they were like architectural ideas of like what future human cities could look like. And it was like really interesting. And it kind of just like sat with me and all of these things just sort of came to a head. I'd been scribbling lots of ideas down on what I could do. I had no idea what to do. And I still had a month or more until the exhibition. Like I had time, but I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I have to make a decision. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do here. I went for a shower and then it kind of clicked in my mind that like all of these things I'd been thinking about, you know, like I said, sustainability, architecture, graphic design, it clicked that what I should be doing is I should be creating some kind of like sustainable packaging design that has to do with sustainability. And at that time, um, I was researching a lot about bees. I was just really into it as a topic, you know, like all these, all these different things swirling around. And I pictured this honeycomb shaped box and I pictured a ton of them all stacked up together with a, you know, in like recycled cardboard with a logo on the outside and inside of them, different types of flower seeds that you could plant in your own garden or plant in different places so that bees could come and pollinate them and it was this like amazing idea of like you know making these packages and and sort of like you know introducing graphic design to installation art Um, and to take it even further I was also really interested in the idea of like the god of um, Shiva like the god of uh, death and and creation i think in one of the indian religions forgive me for not knowing i I came across it from a a different entry point but this idea of like destroying something to create something else was really fascinating to me as well so i spent weeks and weeks and weeks like prototyping you know these little honeycomb packages and then i ended up making a ton of them and making like this cardboard box beehive that i sat in and when i you know, it got selected for the exhibition. And when I ended up setting it up to exhibit it, I basically wrote next to the installation, take one, they're free, you know. And in the process, I was basically destroying my own work. I was, you know, all the time that I'd spent on it creating it, I was telling people, hey, take one, take a couple, take it home, go and plant them, like do something positive and and useful for sustainability. And, you know, this is very small scale. So I I don't have any sort of idea that it was this grand, um, you know, this grand plan of like saving the world, but it was an interesting idea. And, you know, in the destruction of my artwork, you know, at the end of it, there's none left. And I think there was about 80 of them I had and, and most of them got taken. There was very, very few left. 
I was surprised after the end of the exhibition. Um, you know, my artwork no longer exists, but I had created something in the process and I had created like an interactive artwork that I think was, you know, for me, it was a major milestone. And all of that just came out of nowhere one night when I was, you know, in the shower at three in the morning. I had to get to that point. I had to write down the ideas, you know, I had to journal these things. I had to kind of do this research and say like, these are my influences, but I was at a complete loss to what to do. And I'd been sitting down and like sketching ideas and things like that. And none of it was resonating. So I just had to walk away from it. And I wasn't expecting to go to the shower and come up with it. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. It's very late. I'm going to go to bed. You know, I'll, I'll come back to this at a, at a later date. And then the idea came and I just knew straight away it was, it was exactly what it needed to be. And, you know, it didn't turn out much different than the initial idea because it just, it just worked for me and I enjoyed the process. And I also liked that process of being very hands-on with it, you know, um, just as a quick aside, like talking about this now is, is, is exciting for me because it's making me remember, you know, projects like that, that I've done where I have, I have, uh, expanded outside of my skill set and been willing to experiment with different ideas and to, you know, just kind of let the process unfold. And I think that's where my best work has always come from and will continue to, to be going forward. And, you know, maybe this episode, like most of them is just a reminder to me to like, you know, remember to switch off and let your subconscious have a turn at like feeding you ideas because they're all swimming in there and they just need to be, you know, they're all in the stream. You've just got to, you've just got to catch them and you've got to give yourself more opportunities to do that. But to do it, you really do need to let go of an idea. You really need to walk away from it for a while. And to circle back around to the, you know, the Kanye West essay I've been discussing, um, it's going to be in the form of a video. It's like I said, it's probably going to be 15 to 20 minutes long. And the video side of it is going to be interesting because I don't actually have any ideas for that. And usually I start from an aesthetic standpoint with a lot of my work. And that's just because of the nature of, you know, creating commercials so much. It just becomes the way you think. You just think about aesthetics first and foremost. And I think that can be a problem because art is more than aesthetics. It's about, you know, the feeling behind it. It's about intent. It's about the story you're trying to convey. And it's exciting for me as well to be able to start with a story because it feels like, you know, I'm engaging like a different part of my brain. I am engaging with different skills that I am not always working on, but I have been lately. And because of that, I'm going to have a blank slate to kind of do whatever I want with the visuals. And I think it will be something interesting. I think it will be, you know, fascinating as well from the standpoint that I'm talking about audio. I'm talking about music. So the visuals, there is no specific visual cue. I mean, yeah, sure. There's music videos from those albums, but I don't particularly think that those music videos, at least in my mind, uh, cemented anything as to like how I picture the storytelling and the music and how the music actually makes me feel. I think I want to create and source my own imagery for it, which will be, yeah, like I said, a a pretty cool process. I mean, I, I just said there, like, like that idea that, the aesthetics comes first. I think I've always struggled with it because, you know, one of the first things I learned when I was beginning filmmaking was the idea that story comes first. And I think for most 
for most art forms that's true as well and you know especially if they're non-aesthetic art forms if they're if they're audio if they're just the written word like aesthetics doesn't really come into um it doesn't really come into the picture at all but um i've always struggled with this because i think that you know the story needs to to take center stage the the emotion needs to take center stage and that's another facet that i really haven't liked about commercial filmmaking and i think it's probably you know why i've come to the conclusion that there's so little meaning in it is because there literally is no meaning in it. it is just aesthetics for aesthetics um you know for aesthetics sake and you know modern commercial filmmaking and even hollywood filmmaking builds on that to a negative degree even in in things like music and sound design you know like commercials will will employ music and sound effects to often create like a maximal soundscape and you can see that in like hollywood blockbusters but even like non-blockbuster films still have music running throughout like there's not there's not a sense that people are comfortable with with the idea of silence like people are uncomfortable with silence they're uncomfortable with the idea of time passing i think and yeah i don't know i think that's sad because those things are what allow us to come up with ideas you know i've talked about this before and i will talk about it again at length that slow cinema you know slower paced films and artworks allow you to sit with your feelings allow you to actually be aware of yourself and how you are feeling and then you are you're engaging with yourself in a completely different way whereas if you're just sort of watching something that doesn't relent that doesn't give you an opportunity to really process what you're seeing and you know there is science behind this like movies now the average shot length of a movie is like a cut every two seconds which means on average you're only ever having two seconds through which to like process what you're looking at and understand before it moves on to the next thing and while it may feel like it because you know humans are great at adapting we're really good at you know the pace of something increases we're good at adapting to it but it's not enough time to sort of process and understand what you're looking at and you know in my own work I think that I'm looking forward to exploring that more as well and and like like today like things I realize things should be how long that they need to be like I write 1500 words that's probably going to equate to about 15 minutes of a of a film and you know I know that I probably need another 500 more words or so and then I'll go back and revise it and then there may be like visual and audio sections where there's no voiceover at all you know maybe people don't even want to listen to me talk for 15 to 20 minutes but hey if you've gotten this far into this episode i would argue you're exactly the person who would uh listen and watch a film like that so you know thank you for that but um it's important that things just take as long as they take you know that you you let you (laughs) you let yourself have time to process you let your subconscious um you know take over and and provide you with those ideas and you know you don't always have to be writing down everything like sometimes you come up with an idea and it may be just a good idea to let yourself just say hey i'm going to not write this idea down because it doesn't really feel that important and if i still remember it tomorrow then i'll write it down then you know, like follow, follow where your emotions are taking you. And, and if it 
doesn't seem to fit with a convention, if it doesn't seem to fit within, you know, what people are telling you that it should be, fuck it, just do it anyway. Like, if you're a musician, if you're a painter, if you're a filmmaker, whatever you're doing, whatever you are working on, just let it be what it needs to be. If you want to do it in an incredibly small scale, if you want to mess with, you know, 3D animation, but you don't particularly know that you're very good at that and you're trying to incorporated and maybe it doesn't look very good well hey just do it anyway maybe you'll create something completely different and maybe it will suck quote unquote to yourself or to other people but it will be like a stepping stone to something else and to some kind of new form that didn't exist before um it's important that you you know you you embrace this and 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 be in touch with your if you're writing music and you know you feel like the only thing that will get played on a certain radio station if that's a really important thing to you will have a certain sound and will go for a certain length of time or will have a certain subject matter then you know sure you can do it that way but is that something that really takes your fancy is that something that really speaks to what you're doing i mean i can't say how many times there is that i've had an idea of something i should do and then when i've tried to execute it whether it's a you know coming up with a some kind of youtube video around a topic and i think it's going to be sort of like a tutorial sort of like teaching something and then i just end up on like a tangential sort of like philosophical discussion around it and then i kind of like don't know what to do with it because i had an idea in mind and then when i actually started expressing myself it became something different and i think oh that's not good because you know, I'm not staying true to the original idea as opposed to what happened is that my subconscious is imprinting on me like, hey, this is how you're feeling and this is how you're processing things at the moment and this is what you should be talking about. And the cognitive dissonance there, like the struggle for me is that the thing that I'm feeling and expressing is not the same as the thing that I thought would be expedient at the time, that I thought would be relevant to the marketplace, that I thought was, you know, the kind of thing that I should be putting out and creating because that's what I'm seeing in the marketplace. And it's important to follow that, you know, to not double down and to squash that voice inside of you that's telling you, hey, maybe you shouldn't talk about this topic. Maybe there's something actually more important to you and maybe it it comes up in a different way. You know, again, my, my Kanye West essay, like, yes, it's going to be a film, but I had to write it first. And I don't usually think of things as writing first. And because of that, that's why I focus on aesthetics. Maybe I should be writing more, you know, maybe that's where things need to come from. And I'm just learning this today. And it's like exciting to realize those things about yourself. And it's important that you, you know, take note of this, that you journal it, that you, you know, you let those ideas come. And then when they do, you're writing them down. You're ideally doing some kind of meditation, um, in, in whatever form, you know, I'd say do a bit of research and, and see what you come up with. Maybe there's different ways to do it. Hey, it can be as simple as like, you know, doing a workout or doing some yoga or something like that. Something that you can sort of give yourself over for the time being, lose yourself, you know, in the process, be absorbed by it, achieve that flow state. And that's when I guess like those ideas are going to come from, or Hey, maybe just take 10 showers a day. I don't really know. It's completely up to you what's going to work, but You know, you can't just like approach things completely pragmatically all the time, um, especially as it comes to art, because that's not that's not completely the way that we got to where we are. Like 
where you know you have the ability to do something really out there if you want you have the ability to say okay well i'm a filmmaker but i want to make you know honeycomb packaging with seeds in them that people will take home and plant and i didn't let the idea of you know thinking i was one thing or that you know my identity is this or this is what i should be doing or this is the form that i usually do um take over from that like in in that respect like my university experience was pretty special because you know i was studying music but i i strongly experimented with photography filmmaking uh, graphic design you know sort of photo collage techniques and all of those things led me to i guess like the body of work that i started creating in my final year of university and then in the couple years after that uh and i guess it went off the rails when i decided to just be a full-time commercial filmmaker and make all my money from the art and you know i've learned that lesson i went down i've gone down that path and it, it didn't exactly work out how i've wanted it to because i've realized that it's just not something that you know particularly interests me that much um and you know keeps me engaged and exciting because of the nature of what i'm doing and i've spoken about that at length and i i would hope if you're in a similar boat like if you're if you're feeling something inside of you like a, you know again a subconscious feeling about where you're at and what you're doing and it's not right for you then you would seek out something else whatever it is and it doesn't matter it just has to be there just has to be a spark there you know just a little spark of like oh maybe it would be interesting to do oil painting or maybe it would be interesting to make some 3d renders of a spaceship or something like that just follow that spark and see what comes because it could be you know the start of something completely new and if i think back to you know the work that i've been most proud of in the last decade none of it is work that i created for commercial clients like literally zero of it uh but the work that i made for my installations you know like the the pollinate packaging that i just described earlier and the the clouds installations that i created like the couple of them with my friends that i did like that was such an exciting process and it had scale to it and it had like a physical building element and it was something completely out of the blue like you know I I don't think of myself as a cloud builder an installation builder but you know as I as I have found that I am good at it and I've created experiences for people and I really like it as well and it's like it's such a a different avenue of creation that I think is like really worth pursuing that I actually had a thought today you know like what if I could become like a like I've talked about wanting to do something physical and build things you know with my hands uh what if I could become like a, a diorama or an exhibition builder and designer like you know you go to an awesome museum and they have really cool interactive exhibits there that kind of like tactile experience like there are people who design that and people who build that and that's like a really exciting avenue and maybe that will happen or maybe it will just continue to be for you know installation purposes but regardless like you know I'm, I'm looking forward to that and I've been you know winding down my commercial work like I said I've I've been having some honest conversations with my friends and and finally seeing myself as more than what I do my my identity is more than my job and I've been feeling more positive uh, lately I've been and I've been dreaming of this future where I, I build things and experiences 
like those that I outlined before and, and that I have built before. And I'm glad that this is happening because I don't know, it feels like things are finally starting to take shape in a way that they weren't before because I'm understanding that what's been missing from my life is art, you know, like pure art, art creation, great art. Like I said, that transcends time and space that transports you somewhere that, that plays with your emotions, that, that, that gives you something or takes something away from you that's meaningful. And I think going forward, you know, I, I would hope that you yourself are able to have this experience that you can, you know, if that's what you're seeking, that you can do that as well. And to, to not be afraid to just follow, follow that instinct, follow your subconscious wherever it's taking you, whatever it needs to be, you know, you don't, you don't have to take yourself as the thing that you are now. You don't have to just say, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. So this is what I am. It's never as simple as that. You know, it's as simple as just saying, well, I'm not, I'm not what I do. And you can be anything. You can do anything. You can create any kind of art that you want. And an important part of that is, yeah, following your emotions and your subconscious and writing down those ideas, you know, being in touch with yourself, journaling lots meditating look into that and i guess also not taking things too seriously all the time i think is pretty important uh this episode was a bit shorter today i again sorry if it was a bit all over the place i just wanted to get those ideas out there and they i think it's something i'll build on as time goes by like talking about the subconscious and especially that idea of like liminal spaces like i really want to do something around that I'm not sure what it will be yet but I think it's worth exploring because it's got to mean something that when you go to the shower (laughs) ideas come you know like it it's it's pretty special and uh, I guess yeah get out there take more showers and just listen to whatever's going on inside and, and let yourself sit with your own ideas don't be afraid of you know sitting in silence going outside without a without a device i think it's pretty powerful so uh thanks for listening and i'll chat to you next time peace thank you for listening to the mirror the mirror seeks to provoke questions around the way we create and experience art and it's my sincere hope that in some way it helps you in your own creative practice and perhaps your life beyond If this project reaches you in some way, helps you reflect or reframe, or indeed provokes any kind of feelings within you, I'd love to hear from you about it via the contact form on my website. I really appreciate your engagement with The Mirror. You can support me and the work that I do by becoming a sustaining member for as little as $40 a year by signing up at justinreed.com.au slash support. You will help me continue to create exceptional work feel great about directly funding compelling art and you'll also receive a bunch of great benefits including access to exclusive films artworks and behind the scenes material on my membership platform that you can't experience anywhere else discounts on my online store and higher tier subscribers even get free access to all of my premium films before anyone else so become a sustaining member and sign up at justinreed.com.au support You can also support the show by subscribing to my YouTube channel 
and listening to full episodes of The Mirror there, complete with meditative, original visuals created just for this project. Our fantastic music is written, produced, and performed by Annalisa Vetrunio, with drums contributed by Giacomo Greco. All of these details and links are included in the episode description. And until next time, I hope you're out there creating great work on your terms. I'm Justin Reed, and you have been listening to The Mirror.